Hello and welcome back to Six Again, the podcast where we preview and review the entire slate of NRL games. We offer our tips and best bets and bring a fan's opinion to the circus that is the NRL. You're brought six again by myself, Adam Hoy, and co-host Jared Mutant. Well, with that said, let's kick off. <laughs> okay, there we go. See, you're laughing. That's when I've hit record. We're actually recording. You good? Hi, Jared. He said, I say as he's sculling down a litre of water. Um, hi, listeners. Welcome back. This is episode four of six again. It's our last preview of the season we've got the last four teams to look at uh, a couple of other things and then we've got some wages brought to us by a special guest towards the end of the episode how you been doing jared good it's been a good weekend this one i haven't had to do anything how's oh, your weekend been i was gonna say i heard you saw something on instagram i don't have instagram where'd you see it on facebook Facebook, yeah, yeah. You posted all on Facebook. You want to explain your weekend? Oh, sure. Yeah, something about um, you take a three-year-old to Bunnings while they're learning how to go to the toilet, and they say, I need to go to the toilet. And they turn around, and there's one there because you're in the aisle. And you say, yeah, mate, we'll take you in a second. And you turn back, and they've already started in the toilet, in the aisle. And it was just a proud parenting moment. We didn't know what to yeah, do. Well, so we took a photo. He used the toilet. I don't know why that's a, I was that's stoked a, with that, yeah. I I wasn't upset at all. I was kind of yeah. proud actually. Until he said he can, I need I'm to good. do poo poo and we're like, okay, we better draw the line there and find an actual toilet. And he can identify a toilet, which is gonna be great when we play this over at his eighteenth birthday party. So that's a good point. So it was an open shower next to him and um he made the correct decision there and just a shout out to the Bunning staff. Uh, the lady was awesome. It's, it's, I don't know how many times a day she'd be asked for paper towels, cleaning products, and a glove. Um, and then having to explain ourselves. So, yeah, kudos to her. Uh, if, anyone doing, Bunnings, sorry? Yeah. if anyone at Bunnings listens to this podcast, anyone would like to tweet how often that actually happens? We'd be very curious. That's something we can really get on on that's a good good way of bringing that up um remember twitter handle six again pod we've actually had some people messaging in their own one to 17 teams and some questions and asking for some ideas for the first couple of episodes we've already started working on that so thank you for that um before we get started today we just want to have a very brief chat about the trial games and in particular how good it is or how good it looked and how up for it the players actually were, especially in the regional areas. So, did you catch any of those, Jared? Yeah, um, I, I watched the highlights of most, mainly watched the Newcastle game. But um, the fact that they've taken out to these regional areas and the fact it kind of shows that people actually want to watch football in regional areas instead of having to hike all the way into the middle of Sydney. That's something we can, they can think about for later times. But, yeah, it was really good. That's um, it's a topic we are going to be talking about later in the year, and it comes up every year. The big stadiums compared to the suburban grounds in, in and around Sydney. Um, we're always going to see regional games because we know Penrith takes theirs out to Bathurst, and that always gets an awesome show. You've got Manly and the Roosters and Newcastle play games at Central Coast, um, and um, South Sydney and Warriors are playing at Sunny Coast. 
Oh yeah, that's right. That's uh, last last year was the first one. Manly I and Storm kicked that off like or well, close to ten years ago now with trials with that partnership. Um, the one I loved was the Penrith Parramatta game that was uh, penciled in to be at Penrith. Um, they made the decision to move it out to Bega and link it up with the Rally for Bushfire uh, support, and they made something like what five million dollars for Is that, the that's, yeah that's pretty impressive for a trial game. And it was a good game. Like it was one of the better trial games. Twenty-two all. Oh, um, awesome crowd. Really, it looks like a really good ground. The play, uh, the fans are really close. We had Dragons versus the Knights up in Maitland, um, which no, Roosters versus Knights. No, Dragons versus Knights was last week up in Maitland. Oh, Maitland! I thought you were yeah. there, right? Yeah, and that was, um, I think, the Dragons came away with the cookies there, thirty-eight twelve, and then yeah, you had the Knights versus. Well, I don't yeah, know if we'll 20. say the Roosters. We'll say like the Chickens or something because there was literally no. no first graders. Yeah, there was sixteen games worth of experience, um, but they held them out for twenty-five minutes. They did, Newcastle. yeah, to start, and then Newcastle, Newcastle. did what. They should have done and put them to the sword from there, and it has actually looked quite good. <laughs> I see what you did there, put them to the sword. Um, I did not, but great pickup. I like that. <laughs> no, um, Newcastle's left edge, I've got to say, was weak as piss, though, and that's their starting left edge for the Warriors in, two, in a fortnight's time. So I'm kind of concerned about that one. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the Warriors from what I've seen so far, but they are only trials. Um, the other one, oh, it's just popping off the top of my head right now. Oh, that's right. The Storm vs. Cowboys. They took it down to Casey Fields, which is in the city of Casey, southeast Melbourne, down towards uh, Mornington. Well, it's still another 40 minutes or so to get to Mornington. But that looks like an awesome sports setup. And that was nice to see. A little bit far away from the field because it is an <laughs> AFL ground. But it's they actually play it. I played an AFL game last week there, and there was only 3,000 at the game and for the AFL, and there was 6,000 at the Melbourne game. That's awesome. Yeah, so for a, for a game in Victoria, that's pretty impressive. So, we, like I said, it's something we'll talk about later in the season. Let's jump into it. So, our first team of the week um, is the Dragons. So, do you want to start, Jared? I know you've got some strong opinions on this one. Uh, so... This will be their team. I just think I've got an idea. To probably, I don't know. I think they've probably gone under the radar as far as going what Des Hazel usually says. But I'll say the team and I'll say what I have to say. You say Des Hazel? Um, yeah, under the radar. Oh. That's I just, I just didn't though. get the reference between Des Hazler and Dragon. Sorry. So, obviously, Lomax is starting at one. You've got Jason Saab and Pereira on the wings. Lafay and Aiken, I rate Aiken. I just don't think he's played proper form in the last couple of years. You got Norman and Hunt. Uh, you got Vaughan and Graham in the front row. Um, McInnes will usually start at nine, but now they got Luke because McInnes is injured for what, six to eight weeks or something like that. Are they then reckon there was a report out today he may be back sooner than expected, so it could be around three or four even. And then you got Tarek Sims and Frizzell. Um, and then you have Merrin come back from England. He's back to his home home at Dragons, so that'd be good for him. And then you I reckon Tristan Sale will get the utility spot. Blake Laurie, 
um, Corbin Sims and Ford off the bench. Um, no, you went with Ford. All right. Yeah, so the biggest signing I reckon they've got this year is um, Shane Flanagan as their defensive coach this year. It's probably the biggest influential signing they've got. Um, I don't usually, know how much um, Flanagan usually hires defences, doesn't he? <laughs> no, stop it. Um, Flanagan, I, I don't know how much you read into that because of the fact that Mary McGregor is um, under the pump. So do you reckon he could be the next coach of him when his band ends, what, 21? End of 21? What? What are you shaking your head? You're, you're referring to a under the pump joke with uh, peptides. Sorry, keep going. Uh, you're okay, so, so mean. You're so mean. Okay, so the question I've got for this is why was McInnes picked over Frizzell at captain? I'm really concerned about this. Frizzell is want... easily the most high profile player in their squad. He's like regular in Australia and New South Wales squads. I do not know why. Um, I actually think that if Dragons start getting under a pump, they've had a lot of trouble attack-wise in the last couple of years. An option they could actually take is moving Ben Hunt to hooker like he does to Queensland, move Tristan Saylor half, and... I don't know where you put McInnes. I don't even think he could. He's not. He could potentially be not the best hooker in the squad, but you put him in in a position where he could be dropped, even though he's the captain. I don't. I think that's a problem. Um, is that one of the reasons Frizzell's leaving? Did they know he was leaving or supposed to be leaving? Did they know he was leaving before they named McInnes as captain? Because as far as I'm concerned, Frizzell deserves that captaincy at Dragons. He's clearly the more consistent player and more of a leader in this team. He's, I, just, I really don't understand it. Um, even make McInnes vice-captain and you know Frizzell run him out, plays for the first 30 minutes, has a 15-minute break, then comes on. Um, I really, yeah, I don't get it. I think Sailor could be pretty damaging in their starting squad. So, yeah, I think they went underrated, under the radar as far as there's a lot more happening behind the scenes of Dragons than you'd know. Um, I would say, outside of... I think our team lineup's pretty similar, but I'd probably disagree with everything you've said against McInnes. I will... will, I will give you the kudos if that is the case, but I think over an entire season, McInnes is more consistent than Frizzell, and Frizzell stands out because, like you said, St. George struggled to score points, and he's generally part of it when they do, which isn't a great sign if your second row is doing that. So, look, putting Saber at halfback... No, because I reckon over Origin, when when Hunt's out... That's something that they'll tinker with over Origin anyway. And if it works well, and they're we, needing a spark for the second half of the season, they might go with it. We, but they're not going to start we, a rookie in the halves of a team that's struggling to score points over the last two, three years. With friend back, will Hunt play Origin this year? Yeah. 
I would say so. Okay. Yeah, I like with as a friend. We'll talk about friend later. Yeah, he has been involved. He's used to success now, but outside of tackling, you need to be able to tackle more than. Oh, you need to be able to do more than just tackle in Origin. Like name a better hooker for Queensland. That does more than just tackling. Oh well, Hunt. He's, 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 <laughs> Oh, there you go, see? I, I just, he's also, Hunt's also only doing that three games a year. He doesn't have the body type and the training, I don't think, to be able to do that consistently over the entire season. I can see them sorry. moving it there over the origin period, but they might not even have to because you've got Luke in there anyway. Uh, or McKinnon will be back by then. So, I don't know, it could be something they tinker with. I, I just think tra- Sailor on that field, the whole game is a better attacking option. Well, we don't know yet. He hasn't played NRL. Yeah, but... He's, well, he's, he's, yeah, I, I, I reckon he's put himself in a bit of a corner as far as naming McInnes as captain. I don't he know. He could be dropped. He, he's in the frame to be dropped. Let's put it that way. What was that? Well, I'll come back to this point later. There's only eight players at the Dragons signed for the next three years, and Frizzell's not one of them. So if he does yes, end I'll... up re-signing, yeah, co-captaincy maybe, but we don't know what it's like in their change rooms. He may, just because he's played for New South Wales Australia, doesn't mean he's a good leader. Um, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors we, and that sort of stuff. We don't, but it's, I just think he's a more of a starter than McInnes is, by far. All right, so I'll go through what we haven't done. We've talked about a couple of them already, but Dragon signings in the off-season. Isaac Luke from the Warriors. Trent Marin back from Super League, looking exactly the same as when he went over. Uh, Braden yeah. Williams back from, uh, back in the NRL as well. Bit of a journeyman from, I think, Parramatta, Manly, uh, Super League. Yeah, he, he played Super over at Catalan Dragons. And Tyrell Fu- Fuimano. Uh, departures, Gareth Widdop back in Super League. Uh, Reese Robson up to the Cowboys. Lattimore retired. Um, yeah, whole bunch of... That's a lot of experience. Yeah, it's a lot of experience heading out the door. Um, a bit of a clean out even. So we've seen, and I know I've said previously, Teams are harder than others, but I didn't find this one hard, but I did see that they have a lot of moving parts as in a lot of players who are vying for the same positions and yeah. you're waiting for someone just to separate themselves. It looks as though Lomax will get the starting fullback role. Um, it would have been interesting yeah. if Dufty had stayed healthy after the uh, nines to see uh, where McGregor would go, but I think him getting injured helped him there. So I've, same with you, Lomax. Um, I had Saab on one of my wings, but I've crossed him off after Pereira got the four try haul. So I think he cemented his spot. Aiken and Lafai, I feel are the two most under pressure because neither of them have contracts passed this year. Um, yeah. They've got to set up. I've been really impressed. This is kind of random. I've seen more Dragons trials than any other team for some reason. Um, but Braden Willie Army has looked really good. So and, I, and he's a big body. He's got the experience. So he can, he's good under the high ball. I've got him in as the other wing position ahead of Saab. But I did the back line like four or five different times with Sailor in, Saab in, Pereira out, Willie Army out. Um, 
Revoila in as well, and I haven't even got him in my 17 anymore. So, with regards to moving parts in the back line, they're stocked, but I'd go Willie Army, uh, Norman and Hunt in the halves, Vaughan, Prop, Luke. I've got Corbin Sims starting. I've got James Graham oh. on the bench. Um, he just, at this stage, he's just a meter-eating forward with a bit of a pass that everyone's used to right now, and I reckon that's better towards halftime, not from the start of the game, because it's just meh. That sort of stuff slowly getting out of the game. Tariq Sims and Frizzell and Trent Marin. Bench, Tristan Saylor, um, James Graham, Blake Laurie. And then I had four players for that last spot. And just going off the trials, Tyrell Fuimaono uh, has looked really good. Come on with energy. Yeah. He looks fit. So I've got him in there ahead of Ford, ahead of Kerr, ahead of Host. Um, you've got... And also... Josh Kerr's injured too. Sorry? Josh Kerr is injured. Yeah, he got that in the Indigenous game, eh? Yeah, it doesn't look... Yeah. I think it was MCL. Yeah. But not, not like a tear. Um, but also Graham and Laurie are props. Uh, Kerr's a prop. Yes? Ford's yeah, a prop. Yeah. And I think Host is a second row with Fui Maono. So I've got him in as a second row on the bench. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, and that's the other thing with their moving parts is like all those literally a host of names. Uh, Josh Kerr, Jacob Host, um, Jackson Ford, Tyrell Fui Maona. I keep saying that name wrong. Um, and then whatever happens with DeBellin later in the year when we finally get that sorted, that's just another name in there. Um, I don't really a lot of stuff going on in there, Fords, but. Yeah, I just think, watching James Graham through last year, yes, he's a great player. Yes, he does his thing. I'd prefer to see him coming on around 30 minutes with that second phase play rather than trying to do it against fresh... fresh he's players. an 80-minute front row, though. Yeah, I know. They don't, with this many forwards, they don't need anyone to play 80 minutes if they don't have to. Yeah, but if I had my way, I wouldn't have any of the Sims brothers there. Yeah, well, I'd rather have Paul Vaughan playing 80 than James Graham. Yeah, the Sims, the Sims brothers, they just, anyone comes up against them their size, they back away. But they'll take on anyone little than them. Yeah, but Tariq Sims is going to score tries all season as well, though. And they need some fire in there because there's, there's a really, there's a lot of nice people in this team. Um, who's your He'll breakout score star? score a try if he's running at a halfback all day, not a second rower. Who's your breakout star? Geez, you got, geez, you got some sour grapes tonight. <laughs> um, I actually reckon that um, obviously the big choice is Sailor. But never heard of him. I reckon, never heard, never heard of Even his dad, really? Oh. Um, his name I Martin? reckon Jason Starb's going to have a big year. Yeah, now, he, I know he's not exactly breakout, but he's a big, rangy winger. He's, he can catch too. I reckon he's going to have a great year. I'm, I'm putting a bit on him. I think he's not even on my super coach team. Just to, just to, he, he's a bit of a roughie, but I reckon he can really do some damage out in that wing as the size and speed of him. So I'm going for him. I can definitely see him getting some time out there because, yeah, like we said, there's so many moving parts in that back line. I've gone a bit out of the box here. Um, just having a look at the full 30 squad and then the development, developmental contracts. 
Jaden Sullivan is a is an eighteen year old. He's a five eight. Um, the Dragons have signed him for another three years after this one. He's one of only eight players in the top thirty that has signed for that long. Um, everyone else is already in there, pretty much starting thirteen. And word coming out of Dragons and through training is. He looks to be the best homegrown halves product that they've ever produced. And that's, that's, um, a, big call. that's a big call. Yeah, I know. So he looks actually, he's light on his feet, but he looks quite strong at the same time. So he looks like a, a from the write-up, he's a running 5'8", but he does have the, the silky hand skills as well. So we, you talked about Sailor jumping into the halves. It'll be interesting, I think, over Origin, depending on how many how the Dragons go the first half of the season, how many get a call up, et cetera, et cetera, whether they are going to give Jaden Sullivan a run this year. Yeah. So I think that's our rundown of the Dragons. They're a bit of a, to me, they're a bit of an unknown. In the last three years, they've had heaps of talent and just never been on the field at the same time, and the results have been horrible. But it's going to be... I think, uh, I think a lot depends on Norman. In their squad, if he fires, he can create havoc. He's so inconsistent. Well, you so, said the key word there, if. Yeah. So that, if he does well, again, they'll do well because their back line, they don't look like they can create too much. But if Norman puts them in the right position, they could do pretty well. That's actually a good point. Lots of finishes in the back line. Um, we know how solid Aitken is as a defender, and he's great when there's a hole to run into. It's been a couple of seasons since he's created tries yeah. out of nothing. So, yeah. um, and also Lomax at fullback. Yeah, it'll be like, interesting. He's, he's been a bit hit and miss in the trials under the high ball. Um, nah, he's really strong under the high ball. It's the grubber he struggled with. Didn't he put one down in the... Um, uh, he's, he might have put one down. He, he really struggled with the rubber during the trials. Oh. Really did. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'd rather have that problem than the high ball problem, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, cool. So we'll finish the Dragons there and we'll move on to the Rabbitohs. Um, you started off, didn't you? All right. Okay. Yeah. So this is go. Oh, Jesus. The turnover of this club is crazy. So, signings, Latrell Mitchell, Bryson Goodwin, Troy Dargan, Adeen Gebby, Jackson Paulo, and Stephen Masters. And if there's a club that's had departures, I think the three big ones for this one, Greg Inglis, John Sutton, Sam Burgess, all out the door for retirement last year for different reasons. I've about 500 games right there. Yeah. So, obviously, Inglis and Burgess injury-related. Dean Britt, George Burgess. Connor Tracy, who scored a try today for the Sharks. Um, Adam Dewey, all departures as well. So, similar to the Dragons, I did this back five, three, four times. There's scribbles all over my page. I kept thinking... Yeah, yeah, like, I was trying to get the balance, and three of my four had Mitchell in the centers, but then I had to keep thinking, he's not playing centers, he's playing fullback. That's why he went there. So I'm like, I've got to keep putting him back at fullback. But in my head, just looking at the players that they've got, it just makes so much more sense. But anyway, so I've got Mitchell at one, Campbell Graham on one wing. And I changed this literally yesterday after the charity shield, because I'd almost forgot about what this guy can do. 
and he looks a bit bigger. So I've put Alex Johnson on the other wing. Um, and I know a lot of people are saying gay guy on the wing, but he under the high ball is still shocking. Unless he's got <laughs> mount, he's been awesome for Queensland, but a lot of those 200 meter gains is when he's got the ball and he's had 30 meters to run into. So I've got him in the centers with James Roberts. And I'm looking at that back five going Mitchell, Graham, Gagai, Roberts, and Johnson. With, that's a pretty lethal um, five. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, who's um, been named captain, um, taking over from Burgess. Liam Knight. Um, I've started at prop. Uh, Damien Cook, Thomas Burgess. Ethan Lowe looks like he is going to play round one now. He was listed as going to miss round one, but um, his MCL is healing. Jaden Sewer is the other second row. He's just waiting on a HOA test. And I know they said he's playing on the edge, but I've got Murray at lock until Jai Arrow's there. Um, Corey Allen on the bench is my utility. He's one I had to cut from my starting five. I really rate him. I've got Tavita Totola as one prop. I had Tom Amoni in there, but Patrick Mogo through the trials, I think might have earned his way under the bench. So I've thrown him in ahead of Tom Amone. And my number 17 is also my breakout star, which is, I'm going to stuff this name. I'm apologizing already. Kion Kolomatangi. Jesus. Oh, no, he's 191 centimetres, 106 kilos, can play all 80 minutes in any forward position. And he's looked really good in the trials. He's even got hands. I reckon he's worked his way into a bench spot, minimum. And I could see him pushing for a starting spot later in the season. He just looks like along those um, Tavita Payne guy sort of, sort of um, skill set. So Is he I'm built like really Sorry? Is he built like Pangai? Like 191 like centimetres, 106 kilos. That'd be bigger, that'd be taller than Pangai. You're looking at more. Yeah, of a taller, Tino. but not as stocky. So he's yeah, got a bit Tino. of. Power. Yeah, so I had Mark Nichols on there, bit of a journeyman, Raider Storm sort of player, but I think I've, I've cut him out just because these other guys have what he already has, but plus a bit of, bit more, just a bit more oomph, bit more X factor. Um. Corey Allen, I love. I had him in the backs a couple of different times, but in the end, I just end up putting him on the bench because he can cover a bunch of spots. He doesn't have, pretty, the, same um, class. He doesn't have the same class as the rest of them. Corey Allen? Yeah, he doesn't just have the same yeah, not, I don't. I don't know. He never... When he got his uh, longer run last year, I think it, from memory it coincided with the Rabbitohs like Porus section of the season and I couldn't put all that on him because a lot of players were either out or, or down. He's going to get his chance. I Yeah, so that, that leaves um, I haven't got Bryson Goodwin in my team and also Braden Burns I couldn't find a position for in the back line. Alright, so with me I don't think Mitchell is a fullback but he's going to play fullback so he's He's there. He looked all right in the charity. But he, he, he was 50 It's going to take time. It's obviously going to take time. Yeah, so see how that goes. I got um, Graham and Gay Guy on the wings. I think Gay Guy's just got the points on the board yeah. to get that spot. 
Um, I've actually got Burns and Roberts in my centres. Um, Burns before, I think he tore an ACL last year or a shoulder. I can't remember which one. Um, I think I think there's a bit of an underestimation of how good he actually is in the centres. He's a very, very good player. Um, Roberts, Roberts, he was getting the ball and run. He won't pass the ball, so I feel sorry for anyone on the outside of him. Um, biggest thing I want to say about that back line is it's a very good back line, I reckon. But the size of Campbell Graham, he has filled out so much when I saw him in Charity Shield. My big call tonight will be he's a smoky for New South Wales if Thurgo or Addo Carr don't play well on the wing. I think we both um, agree that they're one of the best attacking fives, back fives. But, man, I also think um, opposition are going to have a lot of fun attacking them. Yeah. Because I just had a like a image. Remember how many tries Tedesco saved last year coming across as the last line of defence? Yeah. Putting that on Mitchell, while he's very strong, he doesn't have the acceleration of a Tedesco. It's going to be interesting to see if he can run himself yeah. across the back. The biggest thing I saw of wanted to check on him, he needed to lose weight to play fullback. He needs to be fit. I don't think he lost enough weight to be fit enough to be playing ball playing and, as you said, covering. So that's going to be interesting. I think, um, and Walker, you also saw in the Charity Shield, Gagai drop back and do a lot of the um, leg work. Run. And that's going to happen through the season. I think Bennett's just going to ease him into it. But... We can't really judge Mitchell until probably around 18, 19. That's when it's going to take just probably short of a year for him to actually go into that position probably NRL level. So we can't really comment too much on him. Um, Walker and Reynolds, walk on easy. I've got um, Totola at eight. Mm. With Cook at nine. Burgess at 10. I've got Sewer on the edge. Mm. Um, I've got Murray there on the edge as well. Um, I think he's quick player balls, which are lethal in the middle, which Cook ran off, which they might lose something there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, but he still can do the same kind of damage on the edge. Um, I've actually got, he played there last night, I got Liam Knight yeah. in the at lock. He could do, he he's, he's got enough load. No, he, played, he had 13 on his back. Oh, sorry, um, no, yeah, he did too. All right. Yeah, so he can do some damage there. He's got an offload. That's what I was talking about last night. They, they they said that, and I agree, that they couldn't have put Murray on the edge unless they had someone who could do a bit of, you know, stepping and passing and offloading mm. at lock. So, and Liam Knight he won't have, 80. Yeah, and they won't have the quick play to balls with Knight. So, I don't know if they might swap him over for like 10, 15 minutes just to create that middle middle damage. But... That'd be interesting how that goes. Um, and then I got a same as you, Corey Allen off the bench. I actually had a good look at their top 30. The biggest problem I saw in their top 30 is their versatility. But I feel like if there's an injury in the backs, they'll just put Allen at fullback, move Mitchell, because he can play anywhere in the top seven. Or top yeah. six, sorry. You've also got Bryson so, Goodwin as well. Yeah. But if, if there's an injury during a game in the backs, they'll oh, move okay, Allen. Yeah. And they got any. He can play anywhere in the top six. So yeah. Mitchell wouldn't look out of place at six. So yeah. that's why I like the fact that Allen. Um, and but the only biggest thing I see probably is injury to Damian Cook. 
I don't know if Walker can play nine, but that's the only place I can only way I can see that happening in a game. Um, and then I got Ethan Lowe, um, Nichols, and I got Margot at 17. Um, my breakout start, if there's an injury to the wingers or the outside backs anywhere, uh, Guy wouldn't look out of place as actually Edna Gebby. Um, he played I thought you were going to say Jackson Paulo. No. Um, <laughs> he played for Winner Manly. Um, he's top try scorer for Q, Q Cup, I think, for two years in a row. So he wouldn't look out of place. He's quick. He's got some. He's really good under the high ball, and he can create nothing from something. Something from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing from <laughs> something. You're not talking about Darius Boyd, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can create nothing from something. Uh, oh, sorry, Adelaide. So uh, but yeah, I reckon he can do pretty well for himself. Um, but yeah, so that's my 17. Um, I think they're a bit light in the front row. So yes, that are. They got Tatola and Burgess from my 17. Margot's got some size on him, but just that I don't know if that guy you were talking about. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. It looks like he'd he play back the... row. Okay, so he, he has. He, did play, he can play 80 minutes, and he played a range of positions last year in New South Wales yeah. Cup. So. Like, you, you can get away with having Darren Nichols and Ethan Lowe and Margo in the front row. Like, Lowe can play lock. That's essentially the same position these days at lock. He can just hold that middle. But I don't see that much size in this top 30. So, if they can just pick up a big front row before June 30, I think they'll make them more, a bit more well-rounded. And just to, finish on the, just to finish on the rabbits there, they... Played two trials, beating the Eels 28-24 and then the 26-12 uh, Charity Shield over the Dragons, which was a game of two halves, really. It's just the, the second string of the Rabbits beat the second string of the Dragons when some of the starters went out. All right, let's move on to the Roosters. Oh, this, is, this isn't going to take long. No, I actually... Well, you go well with this one because I think we're going to have very similar... Looking teams. Well, how could you not? Right. Okay, so obviously, uh, who do you put at fullback? Um, I had Ryan <laughs> Hall. <laughs> uh, I got Tedesco at fullback. Yep. Daniel Tupo, and yep. I'm, I'm putting Ikevalu nah. on the wing. I, I didn't know his comment time. Um, I, 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 he's a great finisher. He's he safe. I like him. And then you got Morris, and then I consider him the best center in the world right now, Manu. He's a he, he's a quiet achiever. He's been kind of shadowed by Mitchell the last couple of years, but I think he's going to come into his own this year. Um, we've got Kerry at six, um, the young Flanagan at seven. I think he's going to go all right. He's in a system that knows what they're doing. Um, um, yeah, so I think he'll be fine. And you got Maria Hargraves and Taka Aho. Front row, uh, Jake Friend, Noosa Boy at Hooker, Cordner, Crichton, and Radley in the back row. It's pretty, pretty standard. I got Verrills at Hooker, and then you got one of the most underrated or overrated, depends the way you look at it. Mitch Orbison plays on the bench, and then you got Isaac Liu and Nat Butcher. Um, honestly, what can you say about this team? 
there's not going to be that many changes in this squad, um, barring injuries. There's not many question marks on many positions. Probably yeah. the biggest question mark is um, if they're going to get Josh Morris over the line on the wing. Other than that, what else is there, really? I think the only other things I've seen is talk about Kiri playing half and Flanagan playing 5-8 at the start. But in this sort of system, I don't think it's really going to make much of a difference. Um, the only difference I've got in my team to yours is I've got Ryan Hall on the wing. Um, when he came over, he was he, he's the one of the best wingers in Super League history. He's just had two knee injuries or the same knee injury twice since he's been here. Hasn't really had a consistent run, but he's shaping up to be fit for round one, even though he hasn't played in the trials. Um, and yeah, I think everything else is exactly the same. The only other story I've seen coming out is Trent Robertson has never really been a fan of playing two hookers if he doesn't have to. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, and we were talking about Jake Friend earlier, about keeping one eye on the future. And it's weird to think, but Friend's the player, I think, if I look at the rest, who's been here the longest. Yeah, Cordner, uh, yeah, um, and Orbison, obviously. But whether Verrills overtakes that starting gig later in the season is a story I've seen floating around a little bit. Um, breakout star, there isn't really one because it's all such a standard team. But going off what you said with Manu, that was one of the most interesting things that Latrell Mitchell said when he left is uh, whether a media like provoked him to say it or not. But yeah, he's the one who stated Manu is the best center in the world. Um, and if Latrell Mitchell is saying that, I agree with you, he's a great finisher. What I want to see from him this year and why I've put him down as a star is he's at a point now where I want to see him creating tries from 30 meters out 40 metres out by himself, standing up his opposition, inside, outside. Um, I know he's done it. I know he's done it. But I want to see him do it consistently in the entire year because oh. he's a great finisher. He can scoot around because he's actually got more acceleration than I think a lot of people realise. But I'd like to see him... Um, oh, what's the sort of... Kind of like... Greg Inglis at his prime, where there'd be nothing on. You go to someone, palm them off, create the space, get through, and just, this is my back line now. Um, so, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, pretty, like, someone's, because you look at the amount of tries that the Roosters got just out of, yeah, like you said, Mitchell, individual stuff, where they were actually looking not great, and then something just shimmy, shimmy, palm. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he does a bit more of that this year and really demands the ball. Because yeah, I think you get a lot more ball coming at it at him. Yeah, because Morris Morris is a good center, but he doesn't have that in him anymore. No, he doesn't. So I think he'll get a lot more because last year they could have gone either side. Yeah. Now the biggest attacking threat is probably Manu, and I'm guessing he's going to be next to Crichton. So I think that'll be the next. Their, their biggest attack, and then you got, you know, obviously Tedesco sweeping around or yeah. bobbing up where he needs to do. So, Morris's side, he'll be to the draw and pass to Tupo probably, or they'll go high for Tupo under the high ball. Um, so, Mar Mar 
Morris and Courtney, you're not going to get through that. Like, I'm no. not saying anything bad against Morris because Morris is he, he's deserved the respect of everyone. Yeah. But I think Manu's just, just got that attacking flair that Morris doesn't have anymore. So, I was going to say, like, they've had the World Cup World Club Challenge win, the nil to 58 drumming by the Knights you can't really read into. Um, I was going to say the only, like, the biggest thing is motivation, but at the same time, they're chasing a three-peat. It's, um, yeah. that's historic from what I believe. It hasn't been a three-peat for... 70s. For 70s, yeah. So, I think, that's a, I think that's enough motivation in itself. All right, I think we'll wrap yeah. up the Roosters there. And um, we'll come back with our last team of our preview, which is the West Tigers, before we finish up with some wages. Awesome. We're kicking off our last team, our last preview before the season. Uh, West Tigers. So, all right, here we go. Signings, Billy Walters, Luciano Leilua, Joey Leilua's brother. Oh, look, they got Joey Leilua as well. Adam Dewey and Zach Musgrove. Departures, Mahe Fanua, Robbie Farrow, Ben Matalino, and Robbie Rocco retired. Sorry, Mahe Fanua went back to the Super League to Hull. Um, SN Masters, big loss there. And Ryan Madison, just as big a loss. Um, so, the only... Not saying the only. I don't know a lot about some of these players. They weren't one of the teams I watched a lot last year. But uh, I do know they're talented. But I hadn't actually seen a lot of them firsthand. So I was just doing a bit of chopping and changing. I think we've talked earlier about Newcastle having one of the most underrated um, second row partnerships. I've got the same with these guys. And we'll get to that. So the back five... Again, was the hardest bit for me here, but I think I've settled on Dewey at fullback. That's kind of what he got promised coming across. Uh, Norfoluma on one wing with Leilua. I've kept Momorowski in the centres. I know that he was trying to get down to the storm with Harry Grant coming back the other way. The NRL's like, we don't want player trades. This is entertaining. Why would we want something entertaining? We'll block it over a thing of 16 grand. I don't know. Anyway. That's, um, I agree with that. Robert Jennings on the other wing. Uh, Benji Marshall, Luke Brooks in the halves. I've got Alex Twal and Thomas McKelly as starting props. The second rows I was talking about are Luke Garner and Matt Eisenhuth. Two work very similar Newcastles. A um, little bit of X factor, or a little bit of aggression, sorry. Workhorses can both find the line. I've kept Elijah Taylor at lock, someone who's got a quick play the ball, tackle all day. Um, and I've thrown their biggest drama is hooker because the only they had Jacob Little but he's mid-season knee injury sorry he's got an injury won't be back till mid-season um so I ended up putting Josh Reynolds as hooker and so I've got Moses Embi on the bench as my utility Josh Alloway Alloway sorry Michael Cheekham who could push for a back row position um throw Eisenhuth at lock uh Chicken could have the other one. And Oliver Clark, who was really impressive, is a young prop coming through. Uh, Russell Packer's got an indefinite foot injury as well, hence why I haven't got him in. But my breakout star, and I think this is someone we're going to see this year because he's an out-and-out hooker, 
His name's Jake Simpkin. He's from Wyndham Manly um, Colts. Took him to the grand final. He's been in the Queensland under-16s and under-18s team. And he's signed through to 2022. So I think they really want to get a look of him. I could see him coming in at some stage through the year playing hooker because Reynolds and Umbai are the next best options and we know that they're not hookers. Um, and I, so I, I, know, I, I know Jared's going to bring up an argument about me having Josh Reynolds at hooker rather than probably Umbai, I'm guessing. But meh. No, I just want to know why you don't even have that captain in that team. Who am I missing? Marshall's Mbai. the captain. No, Umbai is. Yeah, they're co-captains. One's on the bench, one's in the starting 13. <laughs> what? what? Who, whose position would Mbai take? He's not the Mbai from Bulldogs or he had one awesome season. Reynolds, by far. I don't, Reynolds is not... No. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of Reynolds either, but when you're breaking down the hooker position, they can both pass from the ground. At least Reynolds has a bit of aggression and can get under your nose. And Embiid's got speed. He's got awareness. He's got a lot more than Reynolds does. Yeah, but with Marshall and Brooks there, you don't... So you don't like a three-pronged attack? I do, but I don't think the Tigers have enough platform. and I don't think they'll be building enough platform for that sort of thing. And if you go ad-lib, then you can't have Mbai running one way with Marshall and Brooks going the other way, trying to link up a new center with a new fullback and a young fullback. And I was like... The biggest thing I see the problem in there is I think Mbai is a better defender than Reynolds. Yeah, all right. I, I can give you that one. McKaylee and Twal. Twal was playing, what, pretty much 80 minutes last year anyway, so you can get through that. Yeah, um, I don't okay. know. The other thing you could do is put Eisenhuth at lock. Tyler, uh, Taylor could play hooker, which he's done a fair bit of as well, and put Cheekham on an edge. But either way, I, none of these options are exciting me, so I yeah. really aren't. I'm not going to be shocked to see him buying this starting 13 because he's probably going to be there because he's on so much money. Um, I got Dewey at fullback as well. It'd be interesting to see how he actually goes. He's got to play now. He's he's got the reputation of a good player now. He's actually got to do it. Um, I got Noff, Luma, and Thompson on the wing. I think Thompson deserves oh, his yeah. spot there. Yeah, he does yeah. too. He's yeah. He's I got Momorowski and Leilua in the centres. Obviously, that's I think. To be honest, going against what Adam said, I think the top. Back five was pretty easy to do. To be honest, I think they're, they're, they're walk-ons, a lot of them. Um, I've got Marshall and Brooks in the halves. I've got probably, I believe, is the most underrated player in the competition with um, Alex Twal at front row. Yeah, he's good. I reckon he's a lot better than a lot of people. I think a lot of people say, and he'd be, he'd be a walk-on close to New South Wales player if he played in a better team by yeah, far. If he played for the Roosters or he played for the Storm or if he played for Broncos, everyone would know who he is. Yeah, um, and by Hooker, obviously, I've got McKaylee. McKaylee on McHale at he the was, other front row. He was awesome last year. For a debut yeah. season for a prop, he was awesome. Um, I've got Cheekam on one edge and Garner on the other. And yeah. then Eisenhoof at Bok. Yeah. I've actually got Billy Walters at 14. Yeah. I'm a big person on saying that I don't rate that nine should 
rate of nine should judge how players you play NRL. But I think he deserves his spot, to be honest. I know it's pretty hypocritical of me to say, but I think he's there. Um, I don't actually have Taylor in my 17. I reckon he's too boring of a player. Yeah, I've got Chris yeah. Lawrence at 15. Um, Josh Alloway and Luciano Luciana Leilua at 17. He's come on for a bit of X Factor. He could play lock. He could play second row. Got him there. Um, oh, another underrated player is actually Cheek Camp. A lot of people don't rate him that high. Um, that oh, try when he left Manly. Yeah, we just that, couldn't hold him at that time. But was he the guy who scored that try against the Broncos at one yeah. of the games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an awesome try. He wouldn't have scored it if they had a decent fullback there. He didn't want to land the grass. If Tedesco was, it was there, a turf he would not monster, have wasn't it? That's what I oh. heard. It was horrible. He did that about five weeks in a row, but he wouldn't have scored it if there was a decent... But he got through the first line, which I reckon that was impressive. Um, yeah, the biggest question, Empire Reynolds. I, I, I just think Empire. He's a classier player. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think a lot this year depends on Dewey. I think he, he's, a, he's a solid player, but he's got to really take control of that back line now at fullback. Playing fullback, he um, yeah, he's got the reputation as I said. He's got to step up to it now. But other than that, there's not that much excite excitement about this team. Supposedly, Leilua played really well today or yesterday when he played the trials. I'd love but, to see uh, if if they do put Luciano Leilua on the bench. If he comes on on an edge next to his brother, can you imagine how many teams are going to be running at them in defense? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. I don't, as I said when we analysed Canberra, I don't rate Leilua too much. I think he's in the same mould as Fafita, where he only plays one or two good games a year, and the rest of the time he drops the ball or doesn't pass or anything like that. So, yeah, um, their team's reasonably boring. They have a very small four pack, I will say. They haven't got massive size in it, which they had a lot of trouble with that last year. All right. A lot of teams running. And they've also lost Madalena and Packer by the looks of it. So, yeah. But that's our our 16-team season preview. Uh, Next weekend, we're going to be doing the 1-17s that the clubs have released. Um, But we'll get to that next weekend. So, we're going to finish off today um, by bringing on our special guest. And we'll introduce him now. So that laughter you hear in the background, guys, is our special guest. Uh, we're welcome in now. Uh, his name's Kieran Hoy. He's a suffering Titans fan down around South Brizzy. He's actually my brother, and we gave him some homework to do over the last uh, fortnight, so we're going to see how he went. So how you doing, Kieran? G'day, guys. I'm doing very well. It's fun to be part of the podcast. My, my favourite part about Kieran joining is that since I support Newcastle, and Kieran supports Gold Coast. He's the worst team in this competition, in this podcast now. So that's fantastic for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, between Thanks the three of us, so when did the Titans come in? Uh, geez. 2007. So since 2007, between the three of us, we've won, what, eight trophies, two premierships and six wooden spoons? Yeah, and the two, pro- two premierships were just manly. Yeah, boys. Ah, I'll take that. So, uh, 
what we actually gave Kieran to do over the last couple of weeks is come up with some bets for Jared and I. So Jared and I, I think Kieran's come up with five wages. Is that correct? Six. Oh, six now. Okay. So uh, Jared and I are going to have a budget of $100 each uh, that we have to spread out over our six bets. And um, we need to decide when we put our money down over the season and I've got I've got a book right here. We're gonna be keeping track of it. Yeah, books still exist, people. Um, um and we're gonna go from did, that. Karen, did you create odds for this? No, no, that's up to you guys. You guys got a hundred bucks. Um so it depends how you want to spend it, but we can go through that on a case by case basis if you want. Sounds good. All right. Hit us up with the first one. What have we got? All right, so we've got six bets all up, uh, four short-term and two longer-term bets. Uh, that would, you just have to keep reminding yourselves of all year. So the first bet, how can we not? Queensland Derby. So Bronx have won uh, both last year, one by 19, one by six. But the year before that, uh, showed some real thriller games. So they face each other twice in the first five rounds. So will these, will these games be as memorable as last as the season's passed. So I've got six points in it for each game. Ooh. All we're talking, be blowouts. Um, we're talking Broncos, Cowboys, Derby, yeah? Broncos, yep, Broncos. They verse uh, week one. one and round five. Jeez. I'm putting $10 on six plus for a game. Yeah, a bit more right. of a blowout than the the close ones we've seen in the past. Oh, and that's Cowboys winning too. I don't right. see Broncos beating them twice. Hundred percent turnaround from last year where it was Broncos both times. Yeah. So Jared, you're uh, putting Jared, you're putting ten dollars down that Cowboys I'm, are going to win both by six plus. Yeah. I, I don't. Broncos just don't have the the team anymore and I think that Cowboys have too much options in attack these days to hold them out. Especially up at that new stadium for the first game. Is that the first? No. That was the yeah. second game, right? Oh yeah, can't no. wait to see that yeah. stadium run out there yeah. and put those shots on for them. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Especially yeah. Jonathan. Well, he's uh, going to Cowboy. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to split it. It's going to be one all. I'll put 20 bucks down on that, that it's going to be one each. And I'll put, I'm going to put five bucks down to go with Kieran's odds that the first game is going to be within six points. So I'm putting down 20 bucks that Cowboys will win one, Broncos will win one. And I'm going to put an extra $5 down that the first game will be within six. What do you reckon they're both going to win at home? Yeah, I think they'll both win their home games. Yep. All right. So, bet number two, Jared, you're down to 90 bucks. I'm down to 75. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big, I, I might have gone a bit aggressive. <laughs> All right. All right. What do we got? Oh, sorry. Just to clarify, we have no idea what the bets are going to be before Kieran says them. So. Oh, just to clarify, I didn't even notice what was happening. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Jared. This is happening. <laughs> All right, Kieran. <laughs> Uh, second bet, staying with the uh, the Queensland theme. 
So in the first uh, two weeks, uh, there are four games where Queensland teams are involved of excluding that Queensland uh, Derby, the first one. I believe it's so the Derby. Derby, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, uh, so there's four more games where Queensland teams will fare in the first two rounds. Uh, obviously, Titans have got Canberra and Parramatta, the first two games. Broncos Jeez. have got uh, Cowboys round one, but that doesn't count in this bet. They've got South round two. Cowboys yeah. have got Bronx round one and Bulldogs round two. So can, a, can the Queensland teams, between them all, win three of the four remaining? Jeez. There's going to be another hard start for the Queensland Jeez. teams here. So going going back to what we said before, they're actually playing the first game in the round. Broncos versus Cowboys at North Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously that one, they're going right. to win. One Queensland team's going to win that, so I didn't, ex- <laughs> didn't include that one in the... In no, the yeah, that's fair. That's first two rounds, yeah? First two rounds. The Titans have got... Oh, all right. They've got Canberra and Parramatta. And they got it at Canberra, too. So I'm going to go... Yeah, all right. Or are the Queensland team's going to struggle round one. And then it's round two. Can I just put 50 bucks down that a Queensland team will win a game ah. in round one? <laughs> <laughs> That's Unless Titans versus Canberra. It's a draw. That's true. We add an extra $50 to the pot and then we go... <laughs> no, no, hold up, hold up. That is a draw. I'll go it's a draw. So Adam has to pay me 50 bucks. This is not a casino, Jared. Shut it. <laughs> Oh, oh, I just saw that. Rabbitohs versus Broncos. So, Bennett back straight away. In the, oh, second round, pretty much. The Broncos yep. have just come off Cowboys in... Oh. Yeah. All right, so... Go. So, you're saying, will the Queensland teams win three, at least three of the four? At least three of the four. Otherwise, it's just 50-50. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put down... What am I on? 75... We've got another four after this, eh? Yeah, yep. calm down. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 15 down that it, they definitely will not get three out of the four. So I'm going to go the unders on this one. All right, I'm putting 20 on out of all those that the Cowboys playing. Bulldogs. They Bulldogs. Okay, so... In round two. And then who are Gold Coast playing in round two? Parramatta. Okay. So Gold Coast. I, I'm saying that I've got 20 on their only win one, and that's the Cowboys-Bulldogs game. Yeah, so that's below three wins. You did the same bet as yeah. me. You just put $5 extra. Well, fucking... <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> oh, you can boost your pot. <laughs> it's a, it is going to be a tough no, start for the Queensland teams. There's no doubt there's about no that. There's no way Canberra are going to lose to Goldie. We're thinking along the same thing, mate. Yeah, and then Still there's good. no way... Like, Souths are going to roll over the Broncos. Come on. All right. And then yeah. you, put, you put 20 yeah, on that. You're up. down to 70. And I'm down yeah. to 60. All right. What's the next one? Let's go. All right. So I love losing money. Keep keep keeping on the South's uh, trail here. So after a troubled off season and mixed results from the trials, will Latrell Mitchell bounce back, or is he going to flop at fullback? So <laughs> I've, I've kept 
I've kept this one uh, not a full season one. I kept this one shorter. So obviously, there's no doubt he's a talent, but will he do the same damage at fullback as he did in the centres last year? Can I get some more How clarification? How are we determining flop? Yeah. No, like, so high mark this flop bet. Or? <laughs> so this bet is that Latrell Mitchell will have a killer game against his old club, the Roosters, in round three. Oh. So he's got two warm-up games and then the big one against his old club, round three. I've got $30 right, on so for it to be a successful game, <laughs> does he have to score more tries than he lets in? Or <laughs> <laughs> is, is he gonna get a is he gonna get three three two one in the Okay, there we yeah, go in the right. voting system. So so three two one is um, the voting system they use for the Dally M, and that's voted on by the media generally. Um, yeah, right, I've got so the bet dollars. is the bet is whether Latrell Mitchell will be part of the three two one voting after the against his old club. Oh, gee, that's a good one. Round three. So does he have the motivation to come out and have a blinder? Or well, is that's he, the motivation, uh, but they'll yeah. also know his weaknesses. I mean, he doesn't even, it doesn't even matter where it's at. That doesn't come in. They play at the same home frame. Oh, geez. That's a good uh, one. I got, I got $30 on no. Oh. All right. Well, so last year, he showed he didn't do too well under pressure with the whole origin thing. But uh, at club land, he still performed well most of the year. So he, He's going to get shattered on by Tedesco. <laughs> All right, so no doubt he's the better fullback, but <laughs> no, 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 we've got that. three after this, don't we? Three yeah. more, yeah. Well, all I'm right. So you've gone thirty dollars. He won't. I'll go twenty dollars. He will. Oh, Ooh, there you go. That's... So that way we're both down to forty bucks, and we've got one against there. So yeah, I am. I'm, I am sitting on the fence with that one because he's got two games to warm up into it, and he is a talent, but. Now yeah. the thing, it it's all depends how planning is going to settle because uh, you'd say Cooper Cronk could be much more pinpoint kicker towards uh, Mitchell's weaknesses than Flanagan will be. All right. Yeah, but you've got you to act go, Let's go. All right. So this next bet has something in common for all three of us. Um, it's actually down your, down your avenue, Jared, here. So Newcastle player text. Hoy, to debut in the first six games of the year. Oh, right. Not only does he not only does he look like an exciting young player, he's got the best last name in the whole league. Hoy. Oh, totally agree there. <laughs> <That's been good. laughs> so I, I couldn't leave him out of the uh, out of the bets here. So uh, Tex Hoy was a standout at Perth Nines, and he's played five eight and fullback during the two trials, where he recently scored a sixty meter solo try from the scrum against the Roosters. Yes, Although it was like a second-class uh, second team, but uh, he, looked, he looked promising. Um, also, in the last 48 hours, he's been upgraded from a development contract into the Knights' top 30 yeah, I squad. Yeah, saw that. Well, he's not so, going to play fullback in any way, shape, or form unless Ponga gets injured. And let's say... Yeah, he's most likely get his chance at origin time when Ponga goes in the Queensland camp. Yeah, that's after, but way after round will he? But will his chance come earlier? That's that's the bet. And maybe if Kurt Mann is injured or out of form, he's yeah, definitely then, got then you got Phoenix chance to. Hand. Uh, can I just jump in on this? Yeah. No. Twenty dollars on no. Yep. 
Adam O'Brien already came out and said that, yes, his attacking is fine. He also said that he can't defend in the front line yet. So I don't think he'll debut yeah, until after. He has, he has grown up playing fullback. Um, so he's not ready to defend in the front line at NRL standards. So 20 bucks is no... Yeah, well, I think he's, if he's going to debut, he's probably going to come off the bench. So I think that's quite funny, like linking uh, Newcastle and defense. So, oh, he could have said that about any one of the starting backs. Did we beat you last year? He's up. How much did you put on? Twenty. I'm down to twenty bucks. There's still two more. All right. I can throw out a two dollar roughie. I'm going to play poker with you. Easy money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save a bit for these last couple, so I'll go ten bucks. Um, I'm with Jared as well. Yeah, that's a no from me. Unless, yeah, even in with injuries at five eight, Kurtman, Crossland, uh, Crossland's yeah. injured too. Mason Leno, Mason Leno. Yeah, no, I reckon. Yeah, I'll go yeah Leno played it right too. I like I love the bet though. Yeah, I I just like the guy's last name, so we had to have a had to put him in. So if he does turn up good, hopefully he goes to a team that I can actually barrack for. Definitely not related to so. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, these are the two, so two full-year bets now. So can a team from the bottom six of last year finish in the top six this year? Yes, 20 so, votes. So that's, that's Newcastle, Bulldogs, Warriors, Cowboys, Dragons, Titans. I'm going 20 votes. Top bucks. six this year. Top six. I think... Yeah. Anyone from the bottom six going to do a full 180 and finish in the top six? Yeah. Right, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm putting 20 bucks on Cowboys. Oh. Some good teams I've got to kick out. Well, you got, I'm thinking. You got, so top six last year, Storm Roosters, South Raiders, Eels and Manly. Okay. All right, I've got... Now, think about it. Hmm? See, I... I and you still got Sharks. Well, that's quite funny because, like, last year, everyone was expecting Melbourne, Roosters, Canberra, uh, Raiders. And then Manly came out of nowhere when they were meant to get the wooden spoon and got fifth. And well, the team's actually gotten worse, but people are trying to say that we're going to be top four. I'm like, I don't really get that, but... It was the same hype with the Cowboys last year, though. Round one, everyone was saying Cowboys are going to do awesome because yeah, they had they a good trial the against the second. And East End Masters. Yeah. The so they've got a better signing. opportunity, I reckon. So. Yeah. That's the biggest one-two signing punch that any club did. Oh, I, can see him, I can see him beating the Rabbitohs. I can see him beating Manly. I can see him beating... Storm, depending on how their season goes, knowing that how many players are leaving if they're not doing well, where their motivation's going to be. There are only two teams I see who could possibly do it and one super buyer, people are going to say Newcastle, is Newcastle and North Queensland. I don't see Canberra <laughs> doing it. Kieran's pointing to his Titans badge in the video. <laughs> I don't see well, Gold Coast doing it at all. Now. After that comeback oh. over the Broncos. The only other team that could potentially do it if they have like a super season is St. George, but yeah. Um I'm gonna say twelve dollars fifty on no. What? 
Just keep it at well, keep it at dollars. Just just to make it hard, it's at three dollars seventy five odds, Jared. You can work that out. <laughs> so Jared, um, Jared's got ten dollars on no because that gives <laughs> the last bet. All right, All right ten dollars for my last bet. We both got ten dollars for the last bet. All right. So the last bet is another full year one, like I said. So keeping it this one home for me, Holbrook to turn Titans around and double double their wins from last year. Was that so they ended win? up they ended up bottom of the table with only four wins. <laughs> the year. So but remember last year eleven wins got you in the top eight. So teams so eight, eight, nine, was it? Teams so uh, eight, nine, and 10 all had 11. 11 and 12, 10, 13, 14. Okay, second oh. last had eight wins. So I just have to catch second. Yeah, you just got to catch second last. <laughs> I was going to say triple, but that means they're going to finish seventh. So. so my Red Wings in the ice hockey are having a historically bad season where we could go on an eight-game winning streak. And second last could go on an eight-game losing streak, and we'd still be in last. And the Titans would have to double, and they'll be second last, which I love. Yeah. So, right. obviously, Holbrook's the most exciting coach signing for the Titans. And he won the Super League last year, so hopefully he can really turn it around. And can they hey. double their wins? Aaron, guess the, the Titans have the hardest first five rounds out of any team, where they verse. Well, there's, another, there's another 20 after that. I know. <laughs> Kieran, guess what? Nathan what? Brown also won a premiership, then went to coach from Newcastle. Where's he at right now? Newcastle. <laughs> he, no, he's at Warriors. No, he won a premiership in Super League and then came to coach Newcastle and everyone was talking about how good he is. He improved so, him out of sight. That's all he has. That's all I hope we We're not talking about winning a premiership. They only still, they, they only won eight games last year or something. Yeah, you did good for your club, though, some ways. I mean, eight games. You've got... Okay, so I'm going to say $10 no. Jesus. I'm looking back at the notes I wrote about Gold Coast. I don't see them doing anything so half according decent. To, according to TA... Well, according to my research and certain sporting agencies I've used, Titans are the hardest first 11 weeks out of any club, so... Holy... Well, God. we're at the bottom of the table, so any game's going to be hard. One, two, three, four, five, six. So seven of your first 11 games are against teams that were in the top eight last year. Jesus. Um, and the worst team out of the top eight last year were the Broncos. Oh, not really. They're the only ones that ended up on negative. Position. They came eight. And they're the only ones that had negative four and against in the top eight. So seven out of okay. your first 11. Uh, I'm going to – I've got faith in you, bro. Eight wins for, what, eight out of 25, basically. So it's like just under 33% they've got to win. So one every yep. three games they've got to get a win. Yeah, right. I'm going 10 bucks. Yeah. Eight wins for nah. the Titans. Nah. Yeah, Holbrook's going to turn it around. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I was going to say some good signings, but uh, <laughs> I can't even say anything. Yeah. Right. We're building from last year. Building. You, building and, you lost, and you lost yeah. Arrow. No, Arrow's there. Next year. 
Yeah, Arrow's, yeah. He's going to be planning to go to South Sydney. This year, year, man. This year, it's fine. Yeah, but he's going to spend half his time when he's supposed to be at training looking for houses down in Sydney. Jai Arrow's got four wins on each bicep. It'll be sweet. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kieran. That's awesome. So, are you going ten dollars with a no-go, Jared? No-go. No-go. All right, Mr. Pessimist. Um, thanks for that, Kieran. Great, right, boys. They um, they put us on the spot just like I asked you to, and uh, we'll uh, we'll probably be getting Kieran on later in the season. Um, we've got some other ideas like our live live streams. We might even do one from a game. We'll see how we go. Um, see you, kids. Bye-bye, We've done our preview. We've got our first four weeks done. Um, next weekend, guys, is our last full show before the season kicks off. We're going to be going through the strength of schedule. We'll be going through all the new rule changes to get you guys up to speed. We'll have a chat about coaches' challenge. And we'll have the final oh. under-17s after all the injuries have been updated as best we can. I'll probably update it again on Tuesday as per the NRL. Um, but for tonight, I think we're going to sign off and we'll see you next weekend. And I'm bloody looking forward to this season. Yep. See you later, guys. Bye.